Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamora and Raphael Tamora. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today on our show, we have a very special guest who we'll introduce to you in just a bit, as well as a heavenly topic to explore with her. We know you'll enjoy both our guest and our topic. First, a little about our topic. The renowned English poet and novelist who is known as the female Byron. Like, would that make it a Lordus Byron? Something like <laughs> that. Lord Byron. In the early 1800s, Letitia Elizabeth Landon wrote in a poem, I will look on the stars and look on thee and read the page of thy destiny. It sounds like she was referring both to the practice of astrology and mediumship. An astrologer can look on the stars for celestial or heavenly guidance in relationship to who you are and your soul's journey through this life. A medium can look on thee and read the page of thy destiny. When you put the two together, wow, you can have the heavenly guidance you get from the stars through astrology validate the heavenly guidance you get from spirit within through mediumship and vice versa. Of course, not all astrologers are mediums and not all mediums practice astrology. But wouldn't it be great if there were some who were exceptional in both these intuitive arts and sciences? It's our good fortune today because we happen to have just such a person on our show with whom we can discuss the subject of receiving heavenly guidance through astrology and mediumship. Our special guest, as well as friend, today is Lori St. Clair, who was drawn to study metaphysics at a very young age. She started studying astrology at age nine, and when she was 10 years old, she experienced the sudden death of her grandmother, followed a few months later by that of her 19-year-old brother. These profound experiences significantly changed her views on life and the course of her life, putting her firmly onto her spiritual path. Not only did she learn how ephemeral life could be, but she learned that you cannot control external events, that you can only control your own experience of life and make the best decisions based on your own inner guidance system. Today, Lori is a master evolutionary astrologer, intuitive, counselor, medium, and healer. Her focus for her practice as an astrologer is to empower each individual by validating what each person knows within to be true. She calls her practice Sweet Life Astrology because using both astrology and her intuitive abilities, she can put you in the right direction to live the sweet life, too. Welcome, Lori. It's wonderful to have you on our show today. Thank you so much, Raphael and Michael. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Yay. It's it's great to see you, Lori. It's always great. Um, <laughs> we both enjoy watching your Facebook Live broadcast of your astrological insights, and I especially like how you present them because... They're simple, clear, insightful, and fun. <laughs> they have to have some fun, right? Life is meant to be joyful and fun. Plus, you make things immediately applicable in a person's life. So we know you got interested in astrology when you were nine years old and that the deaths of two important people who you loved coming in close succession the following year in a sense, catapulted you onto your spiritual path. So tell us a little bit more about how your study and practice of astrology evolved from that young point. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, I was always interested in metaphysics. I just kind of had um, that interest. And it was funny because I didn't really grow up uh, with that. Uh, my parents weren't really into it. They weren't super religious either. But I was always interested in astrology. And this will probably date how old I am, but I would go to the store and get those star scrolls that would come out of the machine at the, oh, yeah. you know, the drugstore. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everybody knows Linda Goodman's Sun Sign books. And, you know, I had that one. Um, and I was just always interested in people and what makes them tick and and what makes people different and the connection that everyone has, because we're all here having a human experience. Um, and as well, you know, I grew up in a very chaotic home. Um, there was a lot of things going on, um, alcoholism and things like that. But especially, it, you know, and I'm very sensitive. It took me a long time to really realize I was psychic and a medium, um, because a lot of people just don't have reference for that. It's not really um, that commonplace that it's acknowledged or encouraged. Um, so after my brother uh, passed, uh, tragically, he drowned in the Kern River, um, I would see a light in my room at night sometimes, mm. and I knew that it was him. Mm-hmm. And it just filled me with um, just gladness and peace. So that really just, it made me know, you know, it's like I always knew that, that life went on. Um, mm-hmm. But it's such a different experience when you have the personal experience. There's, you know, you can know it because you read it in a book or you heard it from someone else, but to have your own personal experience, um, that makes such a difference. And I really see that in my own mediumship practice mm-hmm. when someone connects, you know, hears from one of their loved ones in spirit, um, then they know it takes away any doubt. Uh, so anyways, it was, it was, it was a very, it's been a very interesting journey. You know, astrology was always just easy for me. It was like breathing and I was always checking things out. And then, you know, eventually I started studying, uh, and I had a mentor, uh, for, I met six, you know, every week for 16 years with, um, my mentor who's now in spirit. Yeah. Yeah, she was just a wonderful teacher, Gloria Stein. And then I also ah. did my evolutionary astrology with Stephen Forrest. So, mm-hmm. ah, so that's that's how you ended up where where you are now. And and were you aware when you were a child that you know the mediumship, psychic mediumship, intuitive part, and the astrologer would come together, or was it always together for you? You know, it is funny, because I ne- I think I really resisted my mediumship. As a matter of fact, I, I know I resisted my mediumship. Um, one of my mentors, Mavis Patilla, uh, called me the reluctant medium. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, I think because... You know, I, I was afraid of it when I was young because I got some bad feedback on, you know, when I would pick things up uh, psychically and also just because um, my home life was kind of unstable. Um, yes. You know, seeing things, I, I, I actually, uh, when I think I was about six, I was at my grandparents' house in the Hollywood Hills. They had an old home built in the 1920s. and I was uh, staying there, and my cousin, um, I had just seen, like, this mist, quote-unquote, in the other side of the room and just go right through the wall and disappear. Uh. And when uh, my cousin came back into the room, I was telling her about it, and she says, oh, you saw the ghost. (laughs) And, you know, I'm like, oh, my goodness. So, 
it was just, it was very interesting. It's funny because one of the things that happened, um, I was in an astrology group and we were all uh, astrologers. We would meet like once a month and have this group and we would talk about different things. And we were talking about this one woman's chart. And all of a sudden she says to me, Lori, thank you for, you know, what you said earlier, because that really helped. And I said, I didn't say that. And she goes, yeah, you said this and this and this. And I said, no, that must have been somebody else. And everyone started laughing. And the guy next to me said, oh, Lori, she's channeling again. Uh And I swear, I I just, you know, I just thought they were totally mistaken. But eventually I did come to realize, you know, about my mediumship, I kept being drawn to classes and thinking, what am I doing here? I can't do this. And because I didn't see spirit like outside myself, which is called objectively, like in the sixth sense. Mm -hmm. But I would hear the voices. I would hear people talking to me. And I just thought it was my random thoughts. Ah, now I know. Yes. Yeah. A lot of mediums uh, have that experience. And also there's a inordinate number of those who who grow up to be, you know, mediums, work as mediums and, and rely on that mediumship ability whose family when they're growing up, someone was an alcoholic. There's a lot of times alcoholism and the soul that's coming into this incarnation to to use their mediumship and seems to come through uh, a family with some uh, alcoholism. Do you did, were you aware that the alcoholism in the family level was uh, related to their mediumship? You know, I wasn't aware at the time, but I am certainly aware now, and I'm really glad you brought that up because I think it's something that's so important that's really overlooked in any kind of addiction mm-hmm. because I, I, it's been my experience, and I feel very strongly that often people that have um, substance abuse addictions truly are very sensitive. They're usually very psychic. They can be mediums, but they don't, they're just not aware. They don't have any context for it. And I think it's really much more of a spiritual disconnection. Um, So it's such a component that needs to be looked at and can really help so many people because it's really a gift that can be developed Absolutely. Instead of, you know, something that causes chaos. Yeah. It's got to be really become part of our educational system. Uh, and it will. I don't know <laughs> when. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so. I'd like to ask you a question, Lori. But before I ask you the question, I wanted to share a story with you. Uh, many, many years ago, when I was a beginning uh, psychic teacher myself, back in the 80s, um, I had a young woman in my class who who was very excited about taking the classes. And after the second class, she disappeared. And I never saw her again for another year or so. And when she finally did come back, she shared with me this amazing story, uh, sad but amazing. Um, Her brother had been, uh, uh, right after that second class, her brother had been killed in a helicopter crash. It was some kind of... um, Uh, military practice thing. And she said she was extremely grief-filled and sad about it and uh, was sitting on the floor of her bedroom. And she said this white geometrical figure uh, thing appeared next to her and she knew that was her brother. And it put her on a a very big uh, spiritual path beginning. So, you know, I always see that sometimes when we have a sibling or somebody close to us who dies, um, they had an agreement with us to to help us wake up spiritually in some way uh, through their passing and through their death. Would you agree with that? I I really do. And I know that can be really hard um, for people, especially when they're 
the passing has just recently happened. I mean, grief, people need to go through grief, but ultimately I really do see that. I I feel especially that was the agreement with my brother and, and I know that he, you know, he, um, definitely looks out after me. Um, and also the girlfriend that he had left behind, I've heard amazing stories from her, um, because she was very, very devastated, but, um, obviously, uh, but I do find that very often people's passing, especially tragic like that can really shift people here to go on a path that they would have never imagined. And, and it really can be a gift and a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Well, I have to interrupt here. It's time for our first break. So I wanted to welcome you to join us for the first teleclass of our brand new you meaning audience out there (laughs) to our uh, brand new set. We're teaching to help you create and transform your life. Each of the teleclasses in this set will explore a specific aspect of doing psychic energy work for your home, work, business, and recreation. This first teleclass and the set of seven will teach you to reset your energy space, transform your life, and will be given on Saturday, September 5th from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific time. This set of teleclasses are part of our popular ongoing series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think. Find out all the details and to sign up on our website events calendar section, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. We'll return in a couple of minutes to Heavenly Guidance, Astrology, and Mediumship with our guest, Lori St. Clair. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to our discussion of Heavenly Guidance astrology and mediumship with our very special guest Lori St. Clair and we were talking about just before the break about how sometimes uh, relatives and people who die during our childhood will often come and visit us and push us along onto our spiritual path and I just wanted to pay a special tribute to your brother about that because as we were speaking about that the light in our room Flickered and turned <laughs> off. <laughs> so he says hello to uh, you, Lori. <laughs> yes, he is. He is funny, and you know, all my medium friends, they know him, and he has really pulled off some good stunts. It's been very interesting. Yeah, and you know, you were talking about with your mediumship when at first you start to become aware of it, you weren't, you weren't aware that the thoughts coming into your head were not yours they were coming from spirit other other beings when did you what what got you to really um, realize oh wait a minute these are not my thoughts this is communication what what got you to notice that well it's funny because i would always um you know get thoughts about other people 
and um, and it and it was always when these you know friends they'd be going through hard times, um, and it was and it turned out to you know usually be their loved ones and spirit that were trying to get through to them because that's really what mediumship is about. It's just another modality of healing, um, and of course. Your loved ones, you know, when they're here, um, you know, they want what's best for you, mostly. You know, sometimes there's difficulties, you know, Mm -hmm. with relationships. And then when they get over there, they still want to, you know, have a relationship and try to make things as good as possible. But I, um, it's funny because I had gone through massage school and uh, years, years ago and I was um, looking through a, a catalog for the Learning Light Foundation. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Uh, yeah, and it's funny because I, I think I was 36 at the time. And, you know, in all that time, I had never really uh, went to a medium or seen a medium or even knew much about a medium. But I was, you know, I'd done tarot and astrology and psychometry and, you know, healing and different things. So I was flipping through this catalog and I saw this guy's face, um, a medium, Tim Braun. And, um, and I thought, I got to see this guy. And, um, and I, and I booked to go see him and I went with my, um, husband at the time and it was such an amazing experience you know that I'm just like wow real deal and ever after that um and it was funny because the message that came through from my brother was he was the one that lit the fire under my quote-unquote butt to get there (laughs) (laughs) and um that was not the word he used um but uh you know since that time, you know, I just kept going to see mediums, which I always recommend because it's always an interesting experience. There's always healing, and you're in that space of connection with spirit and people. Um, and then uh, I started going to classes, and I was terrified. I literally, <laughs> it was hilarious because I would think, what am I doing here? I can, I could run out the door right now. And, but I would stay and, and then I would, you know, do the practices and the stuff that I would tell people would, they would say, wow, yes. And, and, you know, especially at first, I don't know who was more surprised, them or me. (laughs) And yeah, it was really funny. So I just, you know, I eventually just, realized that um, through my training that mediums have, there's different forms of mediumship because Mm -hmm. I was just so unaware and, you know, like the clairvoyance, which is seeing um, the claircognizance, you know, the clairaudience, um, you know, is hearing and then just knowing um, and clairsentience, the feeling and, you know, most mediums, use all of these things um, in different ways, and mm-hmm. some are more strong in other, you know, in particular areas. And so I really had limited myself because I thought it was supposed to look a particular way. Mm-hmm. Like it was supposed to be, you know, like the person standing there. And and I have had that experience. It was actually recently. Um, my father passed at the beginning of the year, and I saw my brother standing in the doorway, um, waiting for him. And it was New Year's Eve, and he was all dressed up. And and I just, boy, I'm gonna cry. Um, yeah. It was just such a special um, thing. Um, mm-hmm. And not scary. I think a lot of people, you know, that's part of the thing is, you know, it, it seems so scary yes. to to see things. So that's great. Yeah. My answer. Yes, and you know when were you going to say something? No. Oh, okay. When when you're experiencing the communication from spirit. How do you how do you tell the difference between uh, 
a spirit that's a soul that's passed over it's a family friend somebody who wants help whatever speaking to you versus one of your spirit guides guiding you how do you do you know how you uh, experience the difference or how do you tell the difference well it's interesting um, well, it's funny because I, I feel like it's because my guides have a very funny sense of humor. So it's just, <laughs> it, the, 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 which is necessary because, um, I just think that's the way to get through life. Um, is it, 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 yeah, it's, it's funny because it's really, for me, it's, uh, varying degrees of subtlety. Usually, um, when someone is coming in, uh, from spirit, like someone's loved one, I will get um, this feeling on the top of my head. Often mm. it's like tingling. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I nickname myself, uh, you know, the dandruff medium, you know, uh, because <laughs> of the tingling. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's funny because I'm also known as the, uh, the, the uh, musical medium because I get a lot of songs, I get a lot of music, but of course mm. that's a because it's a love of mine, but um, usually spirit will come in um, like above my head. I always have this um, energy and kind of, it just feels very usually warm and kind of loving and um, just definitely the energy is mostly on the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of comes in from outside in. And then usually with my guides, it's just more at a, like a a different level on my body. It's just a little bit lower, more like that um, mind to mind communication. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you? Yes. So with your guides, you experience it more on a, more like a telepathic level. Yeah. And then with, uh, with other spirit that's wanting to bring in a message or communicate to you or just say hey we're here you're experiencing it on the crown chakra knowing you know intuitive knowingness or i think what you call uh claircognizance it's just knowing and you just know know they're there and you know their communication you know who it is it's that type of direct uh knowing it's interesting because then with your spirit guides it's that telepathic uh, transmission of thought to thought, mind to mind, and you just go, okay, got it. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. Speaking of interesting, yeah. it's, isn't it interesting that many of us would call the stars above heaven as well as the higher spiritual dimensions within heaven? So you've been dealing with heavenly guidance through astrology as well as through your mediumship and intuitive work in different but compatible ways. Would you tell us about how you experience your work with people straddling both those types of heavens, so to speak? Uh, sure. You know, it, I've got a great story. I think that just happened, um, I think it was last week. Gosh, you know, the time is so interesting right now. Interesting, quote unquote. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was doing an astrology reading uh, for this woman and it was the first time I had read for her, and she had booked an astrology reading, and we'd gone through everything. We were right at the end of her reading, and it was really great. It was really some great communication and validation, and um, I, I was just getting ready to, you know, wrap up the session, and I could just feel spirit coming in, and... I said to her, I said, okay, well, this, you know, doesn't always happen, but it does happen sometimes when I do astrology readings, Um, you know, someone in spirit comes through and I, you know, I have your grandmother um, on your mother's side coming through and is that okay? You know, if I give you, you know, this communication and she was very excited and, uh, so it was just her grandmother dropping in and there was just so much love and this really, um, she was really impressing upon me, Mother Mary and just the feeling of Mother Mary. And I mm-hmm. did not grow up Catholic. So just mm-hmm. putting that out there, I don't, um, <laughs> I don't really have that experience. Um, 
and just that Mother Mary and that love. And, and I um, heard the words, um, when I find myself in troubled times, Mother Mary comes to me mm-hmm. um, whispering words of wisdom, let it be. And, you know, I said, I, she wants to come in and give you this message. And she says, oh, my gosh, Lori, I just, I just have to tell you, um, my son is four. And my grandmother passed before I had any children. And um, before she died, um, she had this um, nightlight. It's a, like a statue nightlight of Mother Mary. And she'd given it to my mother and said to give it to her after her first child was born. Mm. And so she did give it to her when her child you know, when her, when her son came and, um, she had it out in, in the room and she said, you know, I had it in his room for the first couple of years of his life. And then I started to worry about it breaking. And so I put it away and just this past week or so it's been on my mind thinking I should get that nightlight out and put it back <laughs> out in my son's room. Oh, that's and great. She, yeah, she was just over the moon. So that was great. Yeah. And, you know, um, in terms of uh, when you're communicating with people, either on a uh, astrology level or in your, in your intuitive and, and mediumship level, do you get a lot of guidance from your, your guides as well? as as well as the messages from the other side? Um, I do. I do. It's funny because um, I just, you know, it's really just a blend. And, and mm-hmm. I usually, you know, they point me, um, you know, I always get the person's information ahead of time. And I look at their chart and then I just kind of, you know, put it in for marinating as, as I call it. And, and, um, you know, and I meditate, um, on their chart and always ask for guidance of please help me to, um, convey what this person most needs to hear at this time in their life for their highest good. And so that's pretty much how I go about it. And so my guides work with me that way and kind of directing me to, you know, what's most important in, in what I should look at in the chart. Wow, that's great. Well, our second break is coming right up, Lori. Um, we would love to have, have you tell our listeners how to find out more about you and the wonderfully inspiring and healing work you do. We'd love to get your website, how people can connect with you on Facebook and so forth. And you have about a minute to do that. Right now? Right now. Right now, because now yes. is the best time. Well, yes. my website is www.lauriestclare.com. Lori St. Clair, and that's Clare, like County Clare in Ireland. Uh, my Facebook page is Sweet Life Astrology. And then I'm on Instagram at Lori St. Clair. And my last name is S-T-C-L-A-R-E. So thank you so much. This is great. You're welcome. And um, make sure to write down that St. Clair because even I got it wrong in the newsletter that I sent out. Well, when we return, we'll continue our exploration of heavenly guidance, astrology, and mediumship with our wonderful guest, Lori St. Clair. See you in a couple minutes. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. 
If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. Let's continue with our special guest, Lori St. Clair, about heavenly guidance both from the stars above and from spirit within. Yes, uh, Laurie, let's, uh, I'm sure our listeners are really interested in your, um, your angle, your, your perception on, on what's going on in this world today. It's <laughs> it seems that nobody could agree with anyone else about anything, but um, <laughs> one thing that everyone pretty much agrees on is that 2020 has been a crazy ride and so tell us what you've observed as an astrologer as well as a medium what's going on and what might be most important for each of us individually as well as uh, collectively to be aware of and how we might best proceed in living our lives from this point on sure um yes i'm sorry Wow, I had to clear my throat for that one, Michael. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? You know, it's, it, here you go. Um, yeah, everybody's been asking. And I'll tell you, you know, I do evolutionary astrology, which is not super predictive. It's more about what your sole purpose is, um, what you're here to really learn and integrate on a soul level. Um and, and, you know, usually Vedic, you know, Eastern astrology is a more predictive. And usually when I do readings for people, I have to just make sure they know that uh, because the evolutionary astrology is very much about your own free will, which it's so important. This is one of the most important things I think people should really just kind of try to um, integrate is that you are co-creating your future. You mm. are creating your future. And I use astrology to let people know, okay, these are the things that are going to be coming up. These are the themes, you know, and how to how you can navigate them um, in the best way for you, like how, how to get the most out of something. And so... We do that personally, and then we do that collectively. But I always feel like if you're doing what you've come here to do and you're doing your purpose, that is the way that you can most help the collective because, of course, you Mm -hmm. are the boss of you. And Mm -hmm. if this year in particular, because things are really getting thrown at us, um, it's it's really challenging us. You know, I, I interchange challenge and opportunity a lot, that, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, yes. for, yeah, for, it's for the same us thing, to, isn't it? huh? It, it challenge and opportunity. Well, obstacles, challenges, and opportunities are basically a different way of perceiving the same thing. Absolutely. It's all perception. And and that, you know, we've got to keep an eye on that. And part of the, the what's helpful with the astrology is that it gives us kind of, you know, a compass of, you know, where to focus. And um, in particular, like for America, um, you know, We've got our birth chart. That's when we were born. Everything has, you know, on the earth, you know, in time, um, a time when something begins, a time when something ends. And 
um, we go through many deaths before our actual physical death, and people kind of forget about that. So America right now is going through what's called a Pluto return. Um, you know, most people, if they're into astrology, have heard of a Saturn return because that happens about every 28 years. Saturn comes back to the same place it was when you were born, and it's the ending of a cycle. Mm. And, you know, people don't live long enough to have a Pluto return because um, because it's orbit. You know, it takes so long to finish up a cycle. So Pluto, it's is the ruler of Scorpio. So this is why in America in particular, it's so much upheaval. It's this, um, so much looking at the shadow, looking at all the things that Mm. we have tended to look away from. Um, it's a great purging, you know, Pluto deals, um, with the, with actual death and, it can be physical death. It can be any aspect of death. And, for you know, this is what we're going through is that things need to change. And, of course, people like things to continue to be the same mm-hmm. because it gives us a sense of stability. And um, there's just always a time, you know, to every time there is a season and this is the season for cleaning out the karmic closet, mm-hmm. um, particularly in America. And, you know, this is going to be going on, you know, for the next um, year or so, just when we're in the thick of it. And, of course, you know, with any time you have a big purge or a death or any kind of thing, then you have the rebuilding. And it's like the phoenix rising from its ashes. And and that's what's so important is for people to just remember that everyone is going through this change. And people are tending to get so caught up in their own personal things and how it's affecting them. And that's, that's great because that's where your empowerment comes in. But when people start to get aggressive and in fear, that's when we kind of stagnate and and we get, you know, we become the obstacle in, in our own growth. And I just am so, I mean, kindness is good anytime, but to really have compassion for yourself but to also extend that compassion out to other people because we're in a gigantic learning period. And people think about, um, you know, they know that the body has growing pains, but we don't think about the spiritual and emotional growing pains that that happen. And Mm. um, so one of the things coming up is um, on September 9th, the planet Mars is going to go retrograde. And when any planet goes retrograde, it means that that energy is not as easily expressed. It kind of turns in on itself. And so this is when we need to be more introspective about the archetype of Mars, which is the warrior energy. It's about going out and uh, fulfilling your desires. It's a fighter. It's um, so going retrograde. This is the time, you know, September 9th to November 15th is the period that it's going to be retrograde and it's going to be in mm. Aries. So it's, it's in its own sign. It's very strong. Um, you know, and Mars, Mars likes to just, have free reign to do whatever it wants. It's the warrior. It wants to charge out there. So going retrograde, it can bring up uh, feelings of frustration. It's where we need to look at how we express or don't express our anger, how Mm. we do it in healthy or unhealthy ways, and to look 
at our lives in the context of where we have suppressed it and what needs to be processed, especially during these times. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, to know, you know, anger, it's a natural human emotion and it needs to come up and out, but it's not, you know, it, it gets deadly when we stay in anger. You know, it's, mm-hmm. we need to remember it's a tool for us to initiate change, not um, to seek revenge and, um, you know, point out somebody else's, you know, you did this to me, but to really yes. look at where can we use our own energy and our own focus? What can, you know, what can we, what kind of causes can we take up and, and, and be okay with other people having their own path and their own ways of doing things. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, just, just for people to have the heads up is that, you know, impatience can be really, um, we can be really wanting to to just move through things quickly because we're uncomfortable. And this is really about mastering, um, you know, you know, uh, when people say, you know, uh, when you get angry, count to 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. this, yeah. So this time what we yes. need to do is not just count to 10. We need enough time to count from 10 backwards so that we don't blow up because the aspect that Mars makes during this retrograde period are very significant. They're very volatile, um, and we've been already feeling them this last three weeks because Mars has been an aspect um, to Jupiter and Capricorn and Pluto and Capricorn and Saturn and Capricorn um, making a very challenging aspect. It's funny, the thing about the obstacle, because it's a square. And this can feel like you can't get going. It can feel like you're blocked. People can get really self-righteous. And mm-hmm. they really just want to bulldoze and push through. And <laughs> those kind of, yeah, those kind yep. of actions are really kind of the lower, well, "Quote unquote octave," and mm-hmm. the the higher use is to really pick your battles. You know, focus on developing your courage, developing your faith, developing your discipline and use of energy, and for positive change and positive transformation. Yep. Yes. Very good. Hey, well, it's it's completely. So the same thing I've been seeing on a psychic level, on a clairvoyant level for several years that this time was going to be exactly as you've ta- talked about. So it's then since I'm not an astrologer at all, it's great to have that validation of, yep, we're on the same page. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, time flies when you're following heavenly guidance. We just have a couple minutes left, so Lori, would you like to offer any final message of inspiration and guidance for our listeners today? And you can also include your website once again and Facebook and Instagram. Okay, great. Um, I will do that right now, www.lorystclair.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-S-T. C-L-A-R-E, and my Facebook page is Sweet Life Astrology, and then my Instagram is at Lori St. Clair. Um, you know, I, I was touching upon the kindness, and I wrote a note about this Mars retrograde is uh, one of the things that I say is mad is sad bodyguard. So... Usually, when we get really angry about something, there's grief underneath, and Mm -hmm. there's been a lot to process, 
in this year. The planet Neptune is in Pisces. It's in its own sign. And it's really been bringing up a lot of grief for people. And grief is just not something, especially in, I think, the Western culture, that is dealt with very well. And um, I think that's one of the things that people can look at. You know, is there anything that you need to grieve, that you really just need to let yourself have a good cry? So many things are changing, and um, it's okay because that's part of the process so that we allow a space for new to come in and for those tears that we shed to water the future flowers and trees and accomplishments that we're going to be experiencing. There's just so much um, that we've gone through. Sorry. Gosh, um, again, clearing the throat. That's that's all right, Lori. Um, uh, it's been wonderful to have you on our show, and we have to we have to cut it out because we're uh, running to the end of it. Unfortunately, that's a wonderful message about t- tending to your grief. Thank you very much for joining us. And, Thank you uh, so much. You're, you're welcome. Once again, we're at the end of our show. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you enjoyed us and were inspired and gained some new insights and tools. Make sure to check out Lori St. Clair's website, sweetlifeastrology.com. We have another hopefully illuminating show for you next week. We'll explore the topic of following your own inner voice and how you can learn to do that. So please be sure to join us again. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.